Hello and welcome to the Robert A. Heinlein Book Club. And in this episode, I'll talk about uh, a little bit uh, about Cliff and the Calories, which uh, was written in in eight over nineteen fifty. I'm not quite sure where it originally appeared. I, I'm getting a version from the expanded uh, universes uh, collection, which is like where his non-science fiction stories were were lumped together uh, later in his life. Um, but yeah, I think it was it, it was published at the same year as uh, as Farmer in the Sky. So uh, this will be our last uh, work before we move on to Between Planets and, and move on to the next year of, of Heinlein's career. So um, anyways, Cliff and the Calories. Now, this is a, this is a bit weird. So this, uh, the foreword to this, now, of course, this was published, this foreword was written when Heinlein put together this expanded universes anthology. Um, so it's maybe not quite what was in mind at the time. But according to the story he tells here, uh, he was question like why don't you write stories for girls and he said like well I will and and there was like uh, the editor was a bit like well you can't write stories for girls I was just kind of teasing you and he's like no I really can do it um, and so we get the story Pudding uh, Pudding um, who's an overweight girl which I think itself is interesting I think you know um, quite modern in its uh, kind of representing different body types and and having a positive outlook on different body types that's quite uh, you know, that's a, that's a little innovative. It, it seems it's more it's more common now, but I, but I think at the time there there wasn't this kind of diversity in in writing for for girls. Um, the thing is, it's not a science fiction novel. Um, it's just really a story about a, a a young girl having body image issues and and going on a diet, and then realizing she doesn't have to go on a diet that that she can be loved and appreciated for for who she is. Um, now, pudding, pudding, I should say, pudding is the, this, he, he says here, essentially, this is, uh, Podkane, um, who, of course, I haven't read Podkane of Mars yet, but that's, a that's his kind of response to, um, his boys' novels, but, but one written for girls. So, um. This is not the first of the Puddin' stories. Uh, I think Good Daddy, which I actually skipped, was a was a the other Puddin' stories. I'm not sure, but it says since this is not the first of the Puddin' stories, let me introduce her. Her name is Maureen. Her nickname derives from her weight problem. She is eternally an undergraduate at a small campus somewhere USA. Uh, there, her father teaches anthropology, smokes his pipe. Um, Maureen has an unbearable younger brother. Um, I grew so fond of Maureen that I helped her to get rid of that excess weight, changed her name to Podcane, and moved her to Mars, along with her unbearable kid brother. And now, and again, she turns up under other names and other science fiction stories. So I guess this is something we have to kind of look out for. And I, I talked about in the last episode how it's a little bit, on the one hand, it's a bit weird that there's just this one girl in like different avatars, like different manifestations of the same person, of this Podcane. Um, and it's like, 
But then I thought the boys in the juveniles are essentially all the same boy too. One's a scout, one's not a scout. One's an inadvertent spy. The other is, they're all competent boys around the same age, you know, stepping into manhood with one foot still in their childhood issues, you know, with, you know, the families are different, the dynamics are different, the geography is different in their lives, but they're, they, they kind of do all kind of merge together into our brains. They're not individually that memorable. At least not, not yet. And I'm about halfway through the juveniles at this point. I think, um, what is this? Between Planets is the sixth? Maybe the fifth. Maybe it's the fifth. So uh, Galileo, Space Cadet, Red Planet, Farmer in the Sky. Yeah, so Between Planets is the fifth of 12 of these. So I'm about halfway through them. And I kind of feel that way about the boys. Maybe it'll change. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Heinlein ends his preface here by saying, I hope you like Putin. Um, and, and I do. It's hard not to like, like Putin. Um, so the story is essentially uh, um, her interacting with her family, intera- interacting with uh, this boyfriend, Cliff. Um, and she's, you know, she's a student. I kind of want to imagine her as as super competent, which she is. Uh, And she certainly has some willpower here because she goes on a pretty extreme diet. That's really all the story is, is is her choosing to go on a diet to try to lose this this weight. And and that itself is kind of presented as breaking free of her family. Um, I remember remember in It, uh, if if you were here for my series when I looked at uh, It by Stephen King, there's that whole issue with how... Mike Hanlon lost his weight. And what he had to struggle against was not the desire to lose weight. He had that, but the family, or in that case it was his mother, kind of showed her love through food and, and thought, you know, you're a growing boy, you need food, and overfed him. And so he had to, like, confront that culture of the household, right? And, and Maureen here has to kind of go through that same struggle of of breaking free of what her family expects of her it's like you know they they don't see her as someone who has to lose weight necessarily they just see her as as maureen but eventually they do help and and seem to be supportive of her in this diet but how she comes to this is and i think this is very Heinlein. is she she gets a book about this and the book is all math so um ultimately it's a, it's a story about math too and the, here it's just the math of counting calories and something anyone going on a diet and counting calories realizes is how quickly you can consume a lot of calories. Uh, and, and so she's, she's, the food itself becomes a number, right? That bowl of rice becomes a number of calories. That salary becomes 10 calories. That, uh, that donut becomes a certain number. Um, and if you want to lose uh, 10 pounds a month, you have to have a calorie deficit of whatever it is, 30,000 calories. I, I forget what it is. I think it's around that for the month. And you have to do that by like adding up these numbers, adding up these things you don't eat or these exercise. Uh, and it's tough, right? You can't really walk off. You can't exercise enough to really make up for overeating. So diets require calorie deficits. Um, like at one point she says, I did the arithmetic three times, including two little bits of fudge. I had eaten 670 calories, more than half of a day's allowance at a given, um, in a reducing diet. I've only meant, 
Uh, and that was just like, a, like a, it seemed a snack to her. So this is a real struggle. And I think this is really relatable. And, and, I, and that, even though it's kind of weird that Heinlein is writing this, you know, one of these first girl stories he writes, and it's all about losing weight. Um, but he does it in a, in a sympathetic way where he, you know, it's not body shaming, right? In fact, the whole point of the story is Cliff doesn't see her as a problem or doesn't see her weight as a problem and and actually says at one point like we need to appreciate girls of all different sizes including yours and then she kind of turns away from the diet now apparently Heinlein does have her lose her weight later on when he she re-emerges as Podkane uh, I don't know what Podkane looks like I'd be interested in a science fiction story with an with uh, you know with an overweight girl I think what that you know, what kind of challenges would be on Mars for that? I don't know. Maybe it's something. Um, but anyways, anything else to say about this story? Not much. It, it's mostly conversations and, and challenges about about food. Um, and just, I mean, and again, this is very much a story of affluence, right? Because one of the problem with dieting in the modern world is just being surrounded by by food, right? Listen to this. We knew who she was because her kitchen apron had Mrs. Santa Claus embroidered across it. She made me feel slender, but for her, it was perfectly right. Can you imagine Mrs. Santa Claus being skinny? How many are, of, of there are you? She asked. Four, said Mother, but Mrs. Santa Claus uh, didn't appear in the kitchen. Mother sat down on the table and picked up the menu. I did likewise and started to drool. Here's why. So they're, they're at uh, like, a, like a restaurant or something. And then they see the menu, and it's minted fruit cup rouge, pot au de la croix, chicken velvet soup, roast veal with fine herbs, ham souffle, yam pot roast, lamb Hawaii, potatoes Lyonnaise, rice potatoes, sweet potatoes Maryland, glazed onions, on and on, and like a whole page of this. And it's, and it's like amazing, like this affluence of food, these affluence of calories and then you have this need to restrict yourself from all these delicious tastes and flavors. And that's a real, real struggle. So I, I think, I don't know, I, as far as I know, Heinlein didn't have weight problems. So uh, the empathy he's showing here, I think, is quite, um, you know, quite well done. Um, it's, it's just an appreciating how difficult it is. And Cliff at the end says, you know. Let's, you know, that's not what I want from you. I don't, you know, I don't disgust you, literally, is what he says, right? Like, they look at, now it's a little bit cliche looking at, like, a Rubens painting and say, that's a beautiful woman. Um, it was the Judgment of Paris they're looking at. Um, you don't really need that. I mean, he could have just pointed to her and said, that's a beautiful woman. But, um, but there, that's it. I don't really have too much more to say about Cliff and the calories. I think it's, it's fine. It's it only takes a few minutes to read, I think, uh, maybe maybe 20, 30 minutes for the audiobook. Um, but at this point, you know, I, I don't think we, we got bigger fish to fry with Heinlein's career. And, and we'll we'll come back and we'll think about putting if other stories with her show up. And of course, with Podkane. Um, so next up will be Between Planets. Again, I'll do two episodes on Between Planets. And just like all these juveniles, it seems the first half is really set up, and the second half is 
is kind of the conclusion of the story, but uh, the, like the real action and the transformative moments. But this one really hits the ground running. It's a really great um, story, and it's it's really much more mature than any of the other juveniles we've we've met. I thought Farmer in the Sky was quite mature, but even there, you have this like Boy Scout subplot and his relations with his father's father. Our main character in uh, Between Planets is on his own the entire story, um, and the the f- parents are just. Uh, an abstraction almost. So I think that is a step forward in the juveniles, and I'm looking forward to talking about that with you. So um, that's going to be it for now. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. (laughs) ¶¶